Praise the Lord on today, everybody. This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live today on the podcast with a word entitled, The Pleasures of Sin. The Pleasures of Sin. In the book of Hebrews, in the 11th chapter, verses 24, 25, and 26, we have the amazing account of Moses, the mighty man who was put in the Nile River by his mother, uh, Joshabed, after hiding him for three months and allowing him to be raised in the kingdom of of Egypt by Pharaoh's daughter after a decree that she was supposed to kill or the midwives were to kill all male children that were born during that time. But her in her faith, her in her love for her son who seen him as a godly child defied that order and kept Moses for three months and nursed him to full health in his infancy and then built the world's first submarine out of straw and out of tar as she pitted that basket and put him in the Nile River and floated him down. This is the Moses we're talking about many years later in Hebrews chapter 11 verses 24, 25, and 26 and it talks about the pleasures of sin. We know that the pleasures of sin are those things that feel good to the flesh or those things that elevate the mind and allows one to operate in pride where we feel good about ourselves. We know the pleasures of sin are those things that keep us in unbelief and separated from God, never surrendering to God, never coming into rightful kinship with God, being the sons and daughters of God, being able to receive our royal inheritance from God that the blood of Jesus has set aside for the children of God. The pleasures of sin will keep a man and woman forever in darkness and never entering into God's marvelous light. The pleasures of sin will keep a man bound in a prison that is not yet a physical prison, but it has physical effects on a man or a woman, but yet it is an invisible prison. It is a prison that imprisons the heart, imprisons the mind, imprisons the spirit, and never allows a man or woman to walk in the fullness of their identity of of the blood of Jesus that was given to uh, open this prison door, to destroy this prison door. It is the pleasures of sin that never allows the spirit man or woman to rise up and take its rightful place on the throne of that person's life to be reconnected with God who is a spirit who says he's seeking such to worship him in this day to worship him in spirit and in truth. We want to talk about the pleasures of sin. And we know Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. So those very pleasures which are temporal, we know sin is pleasurable for a season, the Bible tells us. For a season, it's pleasurable. For a season, it'll make you feel good. For a season, it will elevate you and make you feel tall. For a season, it will add to your treasures. But when those seasons are over, now you must reap what you have sowed because we know God hates sin. God is a God of righteousness. He hates sin. So when we settle for the pleasures of sin, we're setting ourselves up for a temporary elevation, a a temporary thrill ride. It's like getting on a roller coaster. Three minutes later, uh, it's over with. So the adrenaline is gone. You're back to normal and you may have lost things out of your pocket. You may have hurt your hand or, or, or some other experience could have happened to you on that three minute ride that was not pleasant and you wish you had not did it and you vowed to never do it again. It's the same way when we get on the roller coaster of sin for the pleasures of sin. We lose things. 
There are things we can't get back. There are things we can't take back. But they are gone now because we lean toward our own understanding. We were beguiled like Adam and Eve. Well, Eve was beguiled. Adam was just plain outright disobedient. But the pleasures of sin of biting from the apples of the world will cause a man or woman to forfeit their purpose. It will cause a man or woman to lose their prosperity. It will surely steal a man or woman's peace. It will push a man or woman farther out of place than they ever imagined that they could ever be all for the pleasures of sin. So in the book of Hebrews, in the 11th chapter, verse 24, we see, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses had been enlightened. He had had an encounter with God. Something had happened in his heart. As he went about looking at the children of Israel, there was a kinship. There was something stirred in him. There was something connecting him to this people that knew that there was something for him to do there. He, he didn't quite fully understand it because God had not yet fully revealed it. Uh, but he knew that where he was and the way he had grown up in the identity in which he was now trapped in as a young prince, as a possible successor to the throne of Egypt, to be the next pharaoh of Egypt. He knew that that was not it in all of his uh, amulets, in all of his great uh, uh, riches, in all of his great splendor, in all of his great power and authority throughout the land. Moses was willing to walk away from all of it just because it did not sit well with him. It did not rest in his heart. It gave him no hope for tomorrow. So he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter anymore. He was looking for a city which had a foundation that was built by God alone, not by Pharaoh and not by Egypt. Is that our testimony? Are we looking for this city, this city which God has given to us through Christ Jesus, where we can bring heaven into the earth right now in our situations. We don't have to wait until we transition to the next life form and the next by and by that we can win right now as he told the disciples our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven bring it right now lord help me bring it right now lord when i deny myself pick up my cross and follow him i too will be like moses i will not want to be known as uh the son of pharaoh's daughter i will not want to be known as just an American or just a world citizen, I will be want to be known as and I will become a kingdom citizen, a son of God, a king and a priest, one who walks in power and authority, one that when you go into a region that even the demons must tremble, tremble because these who have turned the world upside down have come hither also. There's something great waiting for those who will refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25 says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. All we're talking about is being in the world, all the things that the world promises you, pushes you into, and tells you you must have and that you need to further ignite and rise up your flesh and squash your spirit so that you never come into the grace and knowledge of who God is and what he set aside for you and what you must sacrifice to get it. So comfort is always push. Elegance is always push. Prosperity is always push. It's always the devil and the world wanting to add something else to you, another bill, another burden, another problem so that you can get things you don't need to impress people that you don't like and don't like you so that you can fit into an American dream, which is really an American nightmare and keep you further from coming into the grace and the knowledge and entry into the kingdom of God because stuff has you. Stuff has you. You want more stuff, more stuff and more stuff. And then when you don't have stuff and you see other people having stuff, now your identity is damaged. 
Your heart is damaged. Your spirit is damaged. Your purpose is now non-existent because now you're identified with stuff. And that is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not in drink and meat. It is not. The kingdom of God is not in word. The kingdom of God is in power. There's nothing that God cannot do for you or get to you if you will submit to the process. It is not a process of traditions. It is not a process of rituals. It is a process of death. It is a process of sacrifice. It is a process of surrender so that God can resurrect you. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. God's righteousness is so foreign for mankind because we were born unrighteous. We've operated in unrighteousness all of our life. A lot of us like to pat ourselves on the back and go, I'm not that bad. I might tell a little white lie here every now and then I might have a little drink here and now and then well I don't really fornicate but I cheat every now and then we justify sin and the pleasures of sin is killing us because he's a righteous God yes he's a forgiving God Yes, he will clean you up. He will accept you as you are, but he will not leave you as you are. You cannot be a practicing sinner, God forbid, and call yourself a son or daughter of the Most High God. No, this is not about works. But as you surrender to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he will surely work on you. Yes, he will. The Bible says flee fornication in 1 Corinthians 6, 17 and 18. It says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication for every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that commits fornication, he sinneth against his own body. Isn't that amazing? When you look at that indebtedness, which we cannot do today, that would mean that when I'm enjoying the pleasures of sin, and my body is constantly sick in certain areas, or I'm always going through something, or I have some of these fatal worldly diseases, it could be connected to my disobedience to God. It could be killing me. It could be stripping me of life because my health is in Christ Jesus. In my disobedience, then I sacrifice my health. I'm not entitled to a long life because I'm leaning toward my own understanding. I'm partaking in the world's system. So I am susceptible to everything that comes with me choosing to be disobedient and remain in the world and choosing to remain in Egypt and choosing to remain to be Pharaoh's daughter, son, when God has told me something different. So verse 25 again, choosing rather to suffer affliction. That is the correction of God. That is the process of God. That is the making of the man or woman of God. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God, meaning I'm now placed in a new family. I'm, I'm placed in a new environment. People that are denying themselves, people that are seeking God, people that are after the things of God. Hallelujah. And going down to verse 26, it says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He esteemed, meaning he elevated. Hallelujah. That, that means he accepted. Yes, yes, he did. He esteemed them. He bragged about them. The, 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 the reproach of Christ, greater riches, meaning God's correction. Yes, yes, yes. God instruction. God, God's position for him. He esteemed that or considered that greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. And we know Egypt was great in all of his splendor with all of his great statues and all of uh, its chariots and its technology and its fashion and, and everything else. Uh, it, it was great. We know that King Sheba came all the way. Uh, from another part of the world to sit down and hear the wisdom of Solomon. Even Egypt in his splendor was not as great as Solomon, but it was just as great. And this woman came from all the way on the other side of the world to get the wisdom of Solomon. That's the way it is right now today as a comparison that 
People do that for the riches and the treasures of Egypt, meaning America right now. People come from everywhere to get to America, to experience this American dream, to get prosperity, to walk in the land, they say, in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But we know that that is not true. That is an ideal that has yet to be lived up to and to be really fulfilled in the land for all of the inheritance and all of the people that make up this land. It may be a reality for some but it is a very shallow reality and it is not a reality that will ever be experienced in the natural. You must be set free for whom the Lord set free is free indeed. So whether you have what the world tells you you need or not, as long as you have Christ Jesus and he has you, you are free indeed. You're free to walk in the liberty and the likeness of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And you too can esteem the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures of Egypt or the treasures of the United States of America or the treasures of the world because you have a kingdom inheritance. You are a king. You are a queen. You've been royally elevated. You've been positioned. You've been empowered to walk in a way that other people cannot walk in. You can deny yourself. You don't have to sell your soul to the devil. You can say no to the pleasures of sin. Sin, the biggest sin being unbelief. You gotta believe in God. You gotta believe in Jesus Christ. You can't even get to God without going to Jesus Christ. And we have many people who think they have a connection with God, yet they disobey the teachings of Christ. They disobey the principles of Christ. They disobey the presence of Christ. But that is just foolishness. That is pure wickedness and it's allowed and it's taught. But in the time we're living in right now, if you're not fully connected, if you're not fully embedded in, if you're not fully surrendered to, you shall not have full victory. You will be tossed to and from like every other the person in the land who serves different gods, who have who practice idolatry and other things. Their identity and their love is misplaced in those things. So God is going to allow those things to be their God and they will see that they pale, that they fail in great comparison to the God who is the only God, the one and only true God. In closing, Moses says it's said about Moses in Hebrews 11 and 26, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. The recompense of the reward. The recompense of the reward. The recompense of the reward is nothing more than is told us in the book of Corinthians, I believe it is. I believe it's 1 Corinthians 2 and 20 when it tells us for all the promises of God in him or yea and in him, amen, hallelujah, in him or yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God unto us. All the promises of God, or yea and amen. All the promises of God, or yea and amen. Isn't that amazing? That is the recompense of the reward. For all the promises of God, that's 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. I'm sorry, not 1 Corinthians 1 and 20. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises of God, in him or yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. That is the recompense of the reward. That means you got to get in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Just as he told Abraham, for Abraham, I am thy shield. I am thy exceedingly great reward. Huh? In Genesis 15 and 1. God is our reward. God is our portion. He stored up great and precious promises for us. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, excellency of power. We have treasure stored up in us that God has put down on the deep and the inside of us. And they will only be discovered and revealed in conjunction to our commitment to allowing God to reveal them to us and to equip us to take them into the world so that we can be 
a blessing to the kingdom of God to advance it, to cut the lights on in dark hearts and minds, to break chains that are holding his people who are kings and priests and queens and royal citizens of the kingdom, to let them go, to lead the people out of Egypt and its wicked treasures to the divine treasures of God, love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, long-suffering, hallelujah, faith, faith, temperance, the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians 5 and 2, 2. We thank God for today. The pleasures of sin. Deny yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit to deny you. It is possible. For Jesus Christ was tempted just as we are, but yet was without sin. And if we're in Christ Jesus, then we too can do that. Because Romans 13 and 14 says, Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. It is more than possible. And it's not only possible, it is expected in Jesus' name of those that are his children. Hallelujah. And blessed and highly favored, sanctified and set apart for a royal work in a wicked and fallen land. In Jesus' name, amen.